When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome to the Barca Bloodgrounders podcast. My name is Josh. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Hopefully it finished off well, like Barcelona finished off Real Sociedad over the weekend. 4-1 with a rousing second half from the team. The, the second half in particular was like just a snapshot of kind of what I had imagined or what I had hoped this team would look like. There were, uh, the details were different than what I had expected. I did not expect uh, Alejandro to be the left back that I was watching. I did not expect to see Ferran Torres starting ahead of Rafinha. I did not expect to see a Barcelona team kind of control things, the pace in the second half like, like they did with Sergio Busquets on the bench. Uh, but... It was beautiful. Uh, Mark Conde Ter Stegen looked incredible, uh, given all the scrutiny that he had been under after last season. Heading into the summer, um, he looked incredible. He made a lot of good saves. He denied an excellent Bernardo Silva chance. He was awesome. And then, of course, you know, we're going to say Fatsy for the dessert of this conversation, but Robert Lewandowski looked great. Uh, got off the board immediately with a goal within like the first, gosh, what was it? Like the first 30 seconds or something like that. Uh, I can't remember how fast it was. I'm a little confused because I've been flooded with PSG highlights of Mbappe scoring within eight seconds. Um, but yeah, Lewandowski scored within the first minute. I think it was like 50 seconds in and he looked great. Uh, Pedri had some nice comments for him. He said, quote, he's 34 but he looks like he's 20. It's crazy how many goals he scores and above all, how he works for the team. He helps us all a lot. It was an important game, especially after the draw at home to Raya. We didn't deserve to draw that one like we did. So we were very keen to win today, and we have. The team was good. We played well. La Real are a team that can do a lot of damage with the ball, but we like to have the ball as well. Some more post-match quotes from the team include Xavi talking about the uh, the difficulty of the game. Quote, it was a difficult game. It always is when you come here. When we play with more patience, like in the second half, we're much better. We lacked that in the first half. We spoke at the break about attacking the space better. And that is what we needed to do. We deserved to win. We have to correct many things. But we are in a good way. They play with two strikers, and we changed our system because it was not necessary to play with four. It was enough with three, with wingers, with two midfielders. We have many, many players, top players up front. Robert, Ansu, Rafinha, Usman, Ferran. He played well. Robert made the big difference today. We're really happy to have him in the squad. Uh, and then he talked about Alejandro. He had the personality to play. He played well. He suffered a bit. We all did. He was good in attack, defense. He worked really well for the team. 
he can be important this season, I think. So, yeah, obviously, very, very solid win on the road. You love to take three points when you can get it on the road like that against Sociedad. Uh, Sociedad, the attack was pretty impressive. Like, they had 41% of the possession. Their pass accuracy was pretty good. They had five shots on target, like we mentioned, with Ter Stegen, um, with his saves. And their, you know, Sociedad are coming off a 1-0 win in their opener over uh, – who did they – I can't remember who they beat in their opener. But either way, like, this is a great win for Barcelona. This isn't something <laughs> like a road win where – you know, you punch super early on with the Lewandowski goal, but then they they punch right back in the sixth minute. And for the rest of the first half, Barcelona did, like like Xavi said in his post-match quotes, they looked like they were lacking a little bit of patience. Like there were still, I don't know, looked like they just kept missing the final ball, like the final pass in order to make an excellent uh, attacking play. But overall, like the, the takeaway from this match... Um, there's a couple small takeaways. Uh, the big one, um, Ansu Fati looked just incredible. I mean, I think it's easy to point to the um, the Dembele assist, right? Where Fati had the gorgeous back heel. Uh, and then like, what was it? A couple minutes later, Fati had the great header to Pedri. And then he picked up another assist when he played it back to set up Chavi or to set up, gosh, to set up Chavi, uh, to set up Lewandowski. I think that was an assist for him. Um, I think that was the first time I like. Here's the thing. Fati is obviously, you know, he's coming back from like a series of pretty devastating injuries, physically and mentally, and. I don't know if I think Chavi's still clearly trying to figure out what rotation works best, what players work best. Uh but he was he was unbelievable. Um I think you look at how Usman Dembele played in the first half. He wasn't great. Uh you know, he had zero shots on target. He was 0 for 4 on crosses. Um it just didn't look great. Uh, and then as soon as you bring in Fati, I think he just makes everyone around him better. He made Dembele's better, or he made Dembele better. And you see like how he can be an unbelievable spark in the center of the Barcelona attack. And I don't know, it's just really encouraging. Um, it's exciting because I think Xavi, <laughs> Xavi has to be like a kid in a candy shop with how many attacking options he has right now. Like, he's not really even leveraging Depay or Aubameyang because I guess we're assuming they're both leaving. But what they're doing and the flexibility they have right now is just very exciting. Um, on to a bit of the news. Chelsea apparently going to make an increased offer in the mid-20s for Aubameyang. So he might be on his way out. Uh, I think Barcelona... Uh, the the reports for Memphis Depay are that basically they're they're there on the contract termination. They're just waiting for Depay and uh, Juventus to come to some sort of agreement. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, Umtiti, there's like a loan deal that's 
being discussed uh, for him to go to Syria. There were reports that he was going to, you know, have his full salary paid by Barcelona, which, you know, <laughs> at this point, it's like they just have to come to some sort of conclusion with that effort. Like, it's just it's gone on too long. It's, it's like it's ugly and it's just not it's just not great. Um, Manchester United are reportedly preparing one last uh, Frankie de Jong bid. Um I don't, I don't necessarily know how much I buy that because I feel like Casemiro and De Jong are obviously they're different players, but I kind of feel like them going after Casemiro was them or them getting Casemiro was them admitting they're not going to get Frankie De Jong. Frankie De Jong clearly doesn't want to go there. Although if uh, Casemiro's arrival at Manchester United can convince Cristiano Ronaldo that this is the team for him, then maybe the same can happen for Frankie De Jong, and he'll want to go to United now. I'm. Uh, I'm joking. I sarcasm's hard to come across, but in audio format. But Frankie De Jong's not going to go to Manchester United. Um, and I'm glad. Like Barcelona, I hope they figure out the salary thing because when Frankie De Jong is on the pitch, it changes how Barcelona can play. And I believe that. And I think you saw that. And I would be very sad if he left. He's an unbelievable player. And how Barcelona looked like on this road match. Like, this isn't an easy performance, but Lewandowski and Ansu Fati and a couple moments here and there in the ballet, Ter Stegen, it was an unbelievable performance. And it is exactly what you hope to see after kind of a lethargic opening match. And it gets me really excited for... The future of this club. Uh, coming up, we have a friendly against Manchester City on Wednesday at the Camp Nou. Uh, it's benefiting charity. And then they have a home match uh, on Sunday against Valladolid. Uh, our La Liga table right now, Barcelona's at fifth after two matches. Uh, two points back of the leaders of... Villarreal, Real Madrid, Betis, Osasuna. So obviously expecting some shift there. Um, that's all I got today. Going to keep it short and sweet like I try to do with all the solo podcast efforts. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful start to your week. What a lovely match that we got to watch yesterday. I'm so excited that I get to see Robert Lewandowski, a healthy on Sufati, Dembele. Like this team is just sacked. Pedri... I love this Barcelona team. It's starting to find like a real personality and uh, they're starting to be able to express that personality on the pitch. So great times to be a Barcelona fan, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, all the places you can get your podcasts. And I will talk to you all next time.